Welcome to our 13th episode of Relentless Pursuit Podcast, Breaking Bread with C. I'm so excited for this message. When the Lord revealed to me what I'm going to share with you today, let me tell you, I danced. I, I had such a pressing question on my heart for years, like even before I came to Jesus, I still had that question and even more so after I came to Christ. On our 12th episode, we talked about reckless abandon and how there are places that we cannot reach in the spirit and see God there and not be able to trust the impossible, not be able to sound in look crazy to the people like paul says in the book of corinthians that the things of the gospel are foolishness to men it's because this man had seen that the kind of intimacy he had with god he had seen too much way too much to not dare believe god for the impossible and i love how paul says that though he is in chains the word of god is not in chains for him he just rejoiced to be persecuted to like to think that the message he carried was so important that they needed to jail him to silence him to stone him and all those things i mean There's a time we're going to talk about this and the kind of things that the apostles of the first church of Christ saw to an extent where they could say things like, count it all joy, count it all joy when tribulation comes your way, count it all joy when this and that happens. You wonder, what's the revelation of this man that he could say such a thing when he's being stoned? Anyway, so today I want to talk about Christ preaching to the dead. Yep, you heard me. So today, I was having a moment with the Lord and he was ministering to me. And I asked him a question. I was like, Father, what happens to the people that died without giving their lives to you? And perhaps it's not because they refused. Maybe the gospel was not preached to them. Maybe they never encountered a person or a teaching that convicts their hearts until they were dead. Are they just going to go to hell out of ignorance? Because I, the more I read scripture and the more I journey with God, the more I understand that God desires restoration for everybody. God desires that everybody may come to Christ. That is why Peter, uh, uh, Peter says that God does not count slowness as man does because he wants everyone to come to the knowledge of Christ and to be saved and to inherit eternal life. So even when you deal with, with, with uh, friends or family that are so stubborn that continue to hurt you that say or do monstrous things that you feel like you can't even forgive them like some offenses are so-called quote-unquote unforgivable just remember that god desires restoration at the end of everything it's something that i am exercising myself into doing in my life because the more offense builds up the more you think that you are in your right to refuse forgiveness to someone and it's so hard but i've trained my spirit every time i feel some kind of negative sentiment towards somebody i i make it a point to pray for them until i believe what i'm saying i pray for prosperity i pray for 
increase. I pray for growth. I pray for salvation. I pray for restoration until the confession of my mouth becomes the belief in my heart. And so I encourage you to do the same. Anyway, in the interest of time, let's turn to the first chapter, the first book of Peter, verse um, chapter 3, verse from verse 18 and it says for christ also hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison that is in hell the the the, the hebrew translation for this is in hell which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of god waited in the days of Noah, while the ark are preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, the angels, the authorities, and the powers being made subject unto him. That's a seller moment, a pause. Think about that. I love how the Amplified Version continues to say, seller, pause, think about that. So what Peter is telling us here is that in the days of Noah, when God told Noah to build the ark and to save different species and his family, there are people who disobeyed because they lacked a certain knowledge. They disobeyed. The Bible is saying is saying to us that they were sometime disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. So my question to the Lord was, there are people who die and they have not given their lives to Christ. What happens after that? Perhaps they were good people. Perhaps they were generous. Perhaps they raised orphans. Perhaps they raised even children that are not their own. Not necessarily orphans, but just even when your family, I grew up in a house that would take on cousins, aunties, everybody grew up in our house. It was so rare that you find us just being my siblings and my parents, just us. And so you wonder, what about this parent who took people in and never actually um, gave their lives to Christ. Is are their goods, uh, their good deeds accounted for anything? Did they just burn in hell? What if they never listened or heard the gospel? What if nothing was ever preached to them that it was convicting? And God was ministering to me, and He showed me that when Christ went on the cross and he died and he suffered for the sins the just or the unjust right those who do well and those who are evil that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but more so quickened in the spirit so Jesus spirit never died the Bible says that as he was on the cross he said it is finished and then he gave up his ghost. So the spirit of Christ went straight to heaven even as he was being put to death in the flesh. But then it says that he went to hell 
and you know the story even in the book of revelation of how and john actually how he went to hell and he took the keys from satan and da, 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 da. you know the story from your sunday schools or read your bibles read your bibles and you hear that Christ actually ministered to these eight souls that were disobedient in the times of Noah. And you hear that Christ preached to them and they got saved even in that moment. So there is hope for the person that died and had not given their lives to Christ. How wonderful is this? How beautiful is this? You know that your loved one that has never, and I'm saying this, in fact, as I'm saying that, I feel that in my spirit, there are people who are stressed sometimes who are prayerful men and women of God and they think of their spouse their dad their friend who died and had not given their lives to Christ and they are deeply hurt by the fact that this person is gonna burn in hell you know this is for you to understand that God is able to restore even above the body God is able to restore even beyond the grave and I want you to understand that this is a promise that Christ preached the truth which is the gospel to those souls in hell and they were saved representing the restoration of souls even those that were in hell so there is hope for the dead that refused God until they died some refused him because they were never preached the truth some refused him because they never wanted to dig deeper some refused him because they felt like the demand that it's gonna take it's a price they're not willing to pay but they're the the the, the problem or the urgency of um, punishment the punishment of God is the person who has come to the knowledge and the understanding of God and knows how God operates and has experienced God to a certain intimate level but they choose to turn their back on that that is re-crucifying Christ. The message version in the book of 1 Corinthians 10, 29, it calls it re-crucifying Christ. That is the deepest error you can make to re-crucify Christ because Christ is the last sacrifice that could have possibly been made for the atonement of the sin of man. So there is none coming after Christ. There is nothing else that can save you as the sacrifice of Christ. So when you turn back from that knowledge and that understanding, you're saying that even that is not enough. You are saying that the Son of God did or made that sacrifice in vain. You are saying that his blood is under your feet and you're just dancing over it and not yielding to its cleansing and transforming power you are saying that god's idea of restoration was not enough that is what you are saying so when you see a pastor who has won souls to christ who has preached the gospel who has ministered to men and women and then at some point he turns from the gospel and he becomes of the world pray harder than you have ever prayed do not go on social media and slander them do not talk about them ill god is the one who approves kings and god is the one who removes them but understand that this person is at the 
peakest moment. It's the peak, highest moment of the tribulation that could come upon them because Satan has sifted them to an extent where they nullify the sacrifice of Christ. So friends, this is a difficult one to to share, but even as it convicts and shares and encourages you for the lost Uh, loved ones that have passed on to another glory that have died without receiving Christ you know or the people who get saved on hospital beds and maybe they're dying and then in their last two three minutes of life they just say Jesus come that is still as evident and as powerful in their in their eternity as it will be for someone who walked to the altar after a good sermon was preached and they had a chance to leave it out even after then but i'm telling you just pray and intercede for them not in a beggarly manner because the bible here gives it as a promise the bible here calls it done it says that christ once suffered for sin and there is no other suffering for sin that will be done except that of christ thank god for that thank god and pray with confidence knowing that your loved ones have rested well just know that wherever they are they will rest well because the prayer of a righteous man avails much so friends i encourage you and i'm going to pray that if you have been wrestling with thoughts and ideas about a loved one that died before knowing Christ and the deeper you get in the things of Christ you feel even more grief I'm saying let it go just thank God that he is above death he goes beyond that and he gives them salvation to those that still want to hear to those that would still want to know and know that god is going to sort it out and let this person rest be freed when jesus said let the dead bury their 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 dead let let those people handle that you would think it's a mean statement but what he's saying is that allow them rest surrender them to me cast this care upon me because i care for you i care for your dead father who had not given his life to jesus but he raised you well he put you through school he showed you the way he disciplined you when he must and you feel a very trembling disquieting lack of peace that he died without coming to Jesus the lord is telling you it is well it is well it is well so father we bless your name we thank you for this knowledge we know that revelation is a redeemer of time and we bless your name that you have done it and you've done so we bless your name lord jesus that this is done that we release our dead to you that we know that those hearts that will still be willing to listen you yourself will minister to them as Christ did when he ascended to heaven and they thank you lord that you are delivering and liberating someone here as i pray at the sound of my voice you're liberating them from a grief that surpasses understanding because they know that their loved one is better in your hands than they could have 
ever been on this earth. I thank you that you hear me when I pray. It is so and it cannot be otherwise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this. Share with a friend. As you think of someone when you hear this, just take it as a prompting of the Spirit and encourage them to have a listen. You could be delivering someone. You could be helping. You could be the hands and the feet of this word to reach a person who is stuck for reasons that they might not even be able to understand or put to words. So I bless you and see you same time uh, next time. Yeah.